Hello all, I'm doing my next reader slash listener question, answering it. I'm only gonna do one this time, it's a little bit longer. If you have questions yourself, if you're a listener or a reader, feel free to go to joshuaspodak.com in the upper right corner, it's contact connect and ask away. I'm happy to answer. Some of these questions are very thought provoking, so I hope the answers help you. Here's the listener's question. Where do you think that your concern and consideration for others comes from? Is it mostly nature or nurture that is influenced from upbringing? I'm thinking about your social conscience and how your pollution or lack of it has an impact on those you've never met. I like to think I care about others, but the truth is I continue to do things like drive to modern jive, this listener goes to jive dance, because it suits me even though it contributes to damage to others. All right, that's the question. Again, repeating the very first part of it, where do you think your concern and consideration for others comes from? Is it mostly nature or nurture? People often suggest that other people don't care about the environment or poverty, peace, or things like they wish they had more of, but I don't think that the issue is caring. It's acting, especially the political left and environmentalists. They look at people on the right or people not speaking about the environment, and they say, oh, they don't care. I talk to conservatives, business people, libertarians, evangelicals, and people who aren't marching in protest or calling for carbon taxes, and I hear them care just as much. They may act on the caring differently, but I hear them caring as much. And while I'm mentioning it, I don't see many liberals or even environmentalists, at least in this country, the United States, acting much either. Difference in levels of talking, not much difference in levels of acting. So I don't think that my concern and consideration for others is any different than anybody else's. That is my level of concern, my level of caring. I think we all want to relieve others' suffering as well as our own. I'm sure there are psychopaths out there who don't, but I think they're mostly the minority. But everyone shows it differently. That is, everyone cares, but they show it differently. I think that I act because of how I've come to understand the problem and solution. I see the problem as much greater and more immediate than anyone else that I talk to, and I see the solution as more attainable and more rewarding than anyone either, which both of these things motivate me to act. The huge problems of people dying by tens of millions annually is already happening. People talk about some future problem. It's already happening, and there's no mystery the cause, our behavior. I think others have found effective ways to deny and suppress accountability and responsibility in favor of comfort and convenience. So people don't see the problem as big as I see it, and they also explain away their personal responsibility to it. All of these things motivate them not to act or feel like my acting won't make a difference. Now, I believe that they know that they're responsibility because, see, when someone buys a plastic cup, people tell me, oh, they don't recognize that that plastic contributes to the plastic pollution. That's what people tell me. But tell that person that they're polluting and it hurts others, and they say they feel guilty. Stop making me feel guilty. If they feel guilty, that implies that they knew that their activities contributed. Why would you feel guilty if the thing is totally unrelated? I also see the problems more personal than most others do. Therefore, the solution is more immediately beneficial. An Abraham Lincoln quote summarizes what I see as the problem and therefore points to an immediately beneficial solution. He said, quote, Nothing is more damaging to you than to do something that you believe is wrong. Again, Abraham Lincoln said, nothing is more damaging to you than to do something that you believe is wrong. doesn't matter about anybody else. doesn't matter other people's judgments. If you believe what you were doing is wrong, he says nothing is more damaging than that. We know that we're hurting others when we burn fossil fuels and nuclear infusion doesn't change that. And we don't need to fly. We don't need bottled water. We don't need big houses that cause electric and heating bills in the hundreds to thousands of dollars a month. When we do something that we know is wrong, we create an internal conflict that we will do anything to avoid facing. 
We will deny, suppress, lie to ourselves, lie to others. We will make up stories, anything to avoid facing our consciences. Lincoln saw this happen on a national scale with hundreds of thousands of people killing and dying to avoid facing that they are doing something that they know is wrong. I think at the root of it, the difference of my acting compared to others' relative inaction, I discovered that switching to what I considered right instead of wrong, which is to behave by my values even when it's hard, brings me joy, fun, freedom, meaning, purpose, community, connection, among other rewarding emotions. I liked the experience. I didn't expect that I would. I didn't expect anybody would, but now it's so community connection. These are things that we all love. I think that everybody will like acting on when they get around to it or when I lead them to it. Because I found the hard parts of acting sustainably, that I found that those things weren't deprivation, they weren't sacrifice, I expected them to be. For a couple examples, learning to cook from scratch, it didn't take time so much as it relieved me from social media addiction. That is, I spent more time cooking and that took away from being in front of the computer. And it let me eat as much as I wanted without worrying about putting on unwanted fat and that not flying connected me more with people and nature, not less. I learned that the friction came more from people trying to tell me what to do. I learned that the friction that I faced in acting more sustainably came more from people trying to tell me what I did didn't matter or other protections from them facing the lies that they told themselves to avoid facing their experience of Lincoln's observation that nothing is more damaging to you than to do something that you believe is wrong. Note that he didn't say it's just bad. He said it's the most damaging thing that you can do. He saw people willing to kill others and risk being killed themselves and dying themselves before facing their own consciences. That's what's happening now. It happens at the individual level and the cultural level. Our culture has created an implicit agreement. I'll say I'm powerless. That is what I do doesn't matter. You also say what you do doesn't matter. And we'll support each other saying, yes, nothing any of us does matters. There. Now we can both keep doing what we were doing. And we have this culture of just capitulation, abdication, resignation, that we all say we're powerless. Only governments and corporations can make a difference. The plane was going to fly anyway. And no one questions it, even though it's patently wrong. Seeing the problem is driven by this internal misery. So I see that our root problem, it's not a lack of technology. It's that we are driven by this internal misery, that we won't face up to these internal contradictions. So I see and experience the solution, not as losing flying, so much as gaining an inner peace that no one seems to have when you bring up the environment. Everyone seems really freaked out about it because they know that they're doing something that they believe is wrong. I talk about litter and pollution a lot. If you listen to me, you might think, oh, he's concentrating on all the negatives, but it drives me to action, to relieving my suffering and that internal misery, as well as everybody else's. They care, other people. They just believe their own lies that they can't make a difference or they don't understand systems and how to change them. Conservatives and other groups, they may believe in market mechanisms that I believe exacerbate the problem, so they end up stepping on the gas, thinking it's the break, wanting congratulations, doing things that exacerbate the problem, thinking that it's doing the opposite. I have to be open from learning from them that I might misunderstand something too. Maybe they've got something that I think goes the opposite direction. But I think that my science, business, entrepreneurship, and leadership backgrounds put me in this Venn diagram of rare overlap of many relevant circles that most people don't have of science, business, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I think these are the things, some of the major things we need to solve our environmental problems. I don't need to solve everything for me to feel success. I just have to know that I'm doing my best. I believe that a system can only move as fast as that system can, and trying to change it faster will generally cause it to push back and make the people in that system, if it's a human system, angry. 
So I'm trying to find all the ways to change our global polluting culture optimally, not too fast, but as fast as possible. And I see the main ways of changing culture, of changing systems, is to change our culture's values and goals. And when I say change, it's mainly restoring ones, ones that have stood for a long time, but we have recently abdicated, recently since the Industrial Revolution. We have abdicated, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I know that there are individuals and some organizations that still continue to live by that, but with regard to the environment, how we affect each other, how humans affect other humans, when that is mediated through the environment, we, that's the United States and most of the world, have abdicated, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We've abdicated, live and let live. We've abdicated, leave it better than you found it. Those values are simply gone. We do not leave it better than you found it with regard to the environment. We leave it worse. When I was a kid, I think it was standard. You leave it better than you found it, or at least we said we would, but now we, we just don't. If we have to lose Big Macs and SUVs for those values, that trade is worth it. They, those are human, basic human values of where we get value in our lives from, is treating others as we would want them to treat us, living and let it, letting them live. Leave it better than we found it. Actually, it's a double win to give up on the Big Macs and the SUVs because those material things detract from basic human connection. Big Macs, SUVs do not add to life. They just add to craving and more addiction. Back to the question. After all that explanation, I think the final answer to the listener's question of where the motivation comes from is my personal experience acting even when it felt challenging or pointless and finding the results rewarding. I actually acted and tried. I didn't say what I do doesn't matter, don't even bother trying. And I didn't do something that someone else told me to do, like, I don't know, avoiding straws for a week. I acted on my values, and I found that my values improved my li- that acting on my values improved my life, which, looking back now, of course, value from evaluate. More good things in my life makes my life better, even if I have to jettison less good things, or in many cases, things that I considered bad, things that I didn't like. Several times I did... What I would say is my equivalent of stopping driving to jive dance. I don't, that's her, the question is, she goes to jive dance, drives to jive, jive dance. I think what I do was like avoiding packaged food, avoiding flying. It's like that. I found the alternative wasn't staring at the wall and crying over the loss of not getting to fly. I found other things and other ways of achieving the things I felt like I was giving up, but now feel like I'm glad I've gotten rid of. I achieved what those things used to achieve and found that the new things improved my life more. So instead of flying, I do other things that bring me adventure, connect me with family, earn me an income. So I still pollute. I'm no saint. But if you, listener, if your issue is driving to dance, now in my style of experimenting, avoiding packaged food for a week, flying for a year, unplugging my fridge, and then the whole apartment to see how long I could go, I would try, and I'm not in your situation. I don't know the road situations around there. I don't know if you can ride a bike or not, but I would try going without driving for a week, maybe allowing for some reasons like your job or whatever works in your life and see what happens. So say, all right, I'm only going to drive for these things that you consider necessities and just stop doing it for other things. Maybe it will be the worst experience of your life. I expected not flying to be the worst experience of my life, but maybe you'll surprise yourself in my case with my experiments that now I never want to fly again. And that is because flying would make my life worse. I learned that living by my values always improves my life. Again, that's what value means, like in evaluate. What's better, what's worse? When I choose the things that I value, that's more better and less worse. So I'd come to believe the values that society had taught me, but I see them now based on those implicit agreements that we all agreed on 
that what we did didn't matter, that the plane was going to fly anyway, that only governments and corporations can act on the scale that we need. I believed all that stuff. I thought that if we didn't grow the market, technology, innovations, then we would revert to the Stone Age or descend into some Mad Max dystopia or that some smart person or the market would solve our problems. They're all lies that we agree to support each other on so that we don't have to face our internal inconsistencies, what Lincoln described. I'd rather live in an unpolluted world with a culture that didn't pollute and lie about pollution, but given that I do, the most rewarding, fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful life that I can imagine is to work on the greatest causes of suffering and misery of our time, which we're on track to make the greatest sources of suffering and misery of all human history. The alternative, what I do, is internal honesty, facing that guilt and the lies. I had to face my guilt, my lies, but then I reached thriving. Humans lived for 300,000 years without polluting up until roughly the Industrial Revolution. And evidence shows that they thrived overall compared to our past couple centuries. In that time, we discovered and created anesthesia, antibiotics, democracy, soap, hygiene, arts, culture, sports, how to live in the Arctic. We went from something like 1,000 individuals to just about a billion just before the Industrial Revolution. That's a million-fold increase. Right now, people are, what's Europe going to do without the supply of fossil fuels from uh, Russia? People lived there for tens of thousands of years without any of that. How have we let technology make us more dependent, more fragile, not less, not more resilient, but less? We lived in deserts. We lived all over the place. We produced cultures that produced Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Lao Tzu, Confucius, Shakespeare, Newton, Bach, and we didn't have to lose any of those things. I hope this gives a picture of what motivates me. Again, going back to the beginning, it's that I think that I act more because how I've come to understand the problem and solution. I see the problem is bigger than I think most people do, and the solution is more joyful and more likely to succeed than most people, and these motivate my behavior. The result has been more joy, fun, freedom in my life, and so it's, it keeps me going. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Again, I'd rather live in a world that wasn't polluted. This isn't, I didn't grow up as a child thinking, oh, I want to be a sustainability leadership guy. But that's what the world demands right now more than anything else. I don't see anyone stepping up to solve it in this way. I see other people doing some important things, but not changing the values and goals of our culture. That work to me is glorious.